We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Northern Trust DraftKings picks and preview. The Listeners League, it's full. So thank you all for, you know, after not filling it last week, people got off their asses, got into it this week. Maybe we can make it bigger for the BMW Championship next week. Remember to smash the like button to the video. Give me your single favorite play from the $6,000 range this week on DraftKings in the comment section. If you have not done it yet, subscribe to Mayo Media Network and also become a member at FantasyNational.com. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo get you. 20% off. You might as well do that if you're going to get it because, hey, why pay more when you can pay 20% less? FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. You want some bucks in your pocket? Easy way to do that. The giveaway is actually on Thursday. We need a few more reviews to up the prize pool to $1,500. We're at $1,000 right now. It's going to take a few more reviews to get there. So hit the description. You'll find the link on Apple Podcasts to Fantasy Football Picks and Bets. I just released a new one of those shows today. There's going to be actually five shows this week breaking down the Thursday night game, the Friday night games, and the Saturday slate for the preseason of the NFL. Soft money preseason NFL, by the way, if you didn't know. So you might want to tune into that show and you might have some bucks to deposit because you can just leave a rating and review. So five-star review after you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast. Say something nice. Leave your Twitter handle or email address and boom you're in the draw winners announced on the pat mayo experience which i think is going to be with jake seeley on thursday for tight end rankings and new fantasy football news that's tomorrow unless you're watching this tuesday night then it would be two days from now but if you're watching it on wednesday it is tomorrow also full launch of runthesims.com if you love fantasynational.com for golf you're gonna love runthesims.com for football because hey it's a very similar concept you want research tools you want customizable tools you want an optimizer you want game simulations well runthesims.com has all of that so runthesims.com slash mayo will get you a discount over there all right reed t fowler is on the line from 
DK Live, DK Nation. I was just chatting with you before we came on that I just stepped off the golf course where I always did the thing. Like when you play horrible in the middle part of a round, you always play well for the final three holes to be like, you know what? Next time I come out, I'm going to harness those three <laughs> holes and it's going to be good. And spoiler alert, it, it isn't. Yeah, like the bookend experience of playing well on a golf course is one that is, it's bittersweet, right? Because you feel like, oh, if I just keep steady, you know, like you were saying, you were one over through the first five holes. Oh, this could be a good round. And once you think that, Pat, once you make that thought, double bogey city, the trains come in. And then at the end, you're like, I'm in, this is it. I'm not going to play for like two weeks. And you go on a nice little tear. Yeah, it's the worst, but it's better than playing bad on all 18. It's true. One over through five, two over over the last four holes, and I shot a 95. So <laughs> that should tell you how the middle part of my round went. A lot of doubles, a lot of triples, a lot of uh, balls out of bounds off the tee. And then you know, once you take a provisional off the tee, oh, that one was all right. Out of bounds on the next shot. Like It, it wasn't good news. I, I played too many tree parkland, tree-lined courses. I need to play like link-style like open courses. I, I think that's going to be much better for me moving forward. We're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about the Northern Trust. How many articles have you written this week where they have gone, like the editors have gone in and, you know, we, especially being with DraftKings, I, I saw this with my column that they have to go in and edit it. Cause I was like, yeah, the Northern trust is this week, but it's like the Northern trust in all caps with the in front <laughs> of it, which makes it horrible for SEO purposes, but it's like the players championship. It's like this tournament is yelling at you. Yeah. And the PGA tour is very particular as well, that they're all like all the letter that has to be in all caps. Um, so yeah, there is, there's quite a bit of that coming through, but it's weird, right? And for SEO, just like the syntax, when you're writing, it just, it doesn't make sense. And so you want to say the tournament, uh, you want to like try and use some synonyms, but you can't, this is a proper noun. This is a course. This is a Northern trust. It's a tournament. So sometimes I just kind of finagle. I just say, Oh, it's Liberty national guys are playing Liberty national. And I try to stay away from the, Northern Trust, but yeah, there's been a lot of edits because I'm like, hey, you know what? If you guys want to change it, you go go ahead and change it. I'm not going to. Yeah, that's usually how I operate too. It's like Pat's going to write it how he's going to write it, and then like it's on the editors to change it if they actually want to change anything and try to catch all of the typos and missing words that I have because I just started writing like through dictation. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want to. Mm. I mean, people get paid to edit stuff, right? Like I don't want to have to edit. It's like here it is. You figure it out. Anyway, sorry to the editors out there who have to edit my stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about the Northern Trust, all caps. This week on DraftKings, John Rahm is the most expensive player. He's very expensive, too. He's $11,500. DJ is $11,000. Then it's Spieth, Xander, Morikawa, Brooks, and Rory. And I'm back on the train. I missed it at the Open Championship. I feel like a goober because of it, because Morikawa is my guy. He's won me the most money of any player over the last 18 months. And he's just underpriced. Why is he? I guess Xander won a gold medal, but, like, come on. Let's be real here. This is a perfect Morikawa course. Yeah, maybe the the history with Spieth here. He's done well at Liberty National, like DJ Rom. We know the one and two in the in the world standings. Uh, I was kind of looking at some of the corollaries, Pat, and I don't want to get your opinion on this too. I think Nearfield is a good is a good comp, but when it was the workday composition, when Morikawa won, right, it was a little bit easier. You saw the scores kind of around eighteen under par, bank grass greens. It's you know it's not the same distance, so everything's not going to line up. But if the moisture, if it doesn't get too wet there, and we're going to be there actually, I'm leaving uh, on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. I can't even remember the day of the week it is. Uh, we're going to be there, so I'm going to be able to see what the conditions are like. But it kind of feels like you know like a work day when I was at Muirfield a little bit, and 
you know, guess who won there in a playoff against JT? It was Morikawa. I want to touch back on Spieth because I do like Spieth here. I mean, it's it's the FedEx Cup playoffs. All the best players are here. So you have to be picky and choosy with who you want to go with. But Spieth actually played well last time at Liberty National, and he did not chip well. He did not drive the ball well. Obviously, we know his chipping is going to be fine moving forward. You're going to have the random events where it's not going to come through. But his driving is been markably improved versus two years ago when he was just god awful off the tee so i can see going to speed i just think you save so much money by going to morikawa i don't understand you just have to hope that it's not one of the weeks where he loses seven strokes putting even if he loses a stroke putting that means he comes in like ninth or something like that that's how good he is at this point and i do think that accuracy off the tee means a lot at liberty national because i mean i was there in 2019 you're gonna see when you go there tomorrow once you're off the fairway, it gets really dicey. And trying to play from some of the fescue that's around this course is nary impossible, Reed. Yeah, and I think it gets narrow too, Pat. Like when you get to like the 300 yard marker, um, which is where these guys are all at, right? Essentially, and and beyond, it gets fairly narrow here. Uh, and you mentioned it, like you'll say, like like you were there, and we see it on some of the the stuff that we you know that we use to kind of. Uh, to kind of strategize on what type of golfer is going to play well. There's a ton of bunkers here as well, right? So a strokes getting off the tee, you saw it with Answer, you saw it with Reed in 2019. Both of these guys gained a massive amount of strokes off the tee. So even though it, it is easier to hit fairways here over tour average, I think it's around 5% easier here. You know, it, it still matters at Liberty National. This is a old style type of course, right? Like I mentioned earlier, you like the Muirfield Villages of the world, the Rivieras, those are courses that you need to hit the ball well off the tee. And so even though I don't think it's a huge, like I don't think you need to be gaining eight strokes off the tee, but if you do, it definitely puts you in, in a way, way better spot to win this golf tournament as opposed to hitting it from the fescue. So the accuracy from Morikawa is the lean that I'm going to take above $10,000, but I bet Rory to win. I like where Rory is setting up and maybe it's all fool's gold. After we saw in Memphis, he gained by far the most strokes in the field off the tee with approach strokes, gained ball striking and blood them all the way around the greens and on the greens. And, his putter can go hot and cold. We've seen that time after time. So he's either really bad or really good, which is the type of player that I like to target. It's the around the green game that I was really surprised about because Rory is generally very good around the greens. T6 in 2019 at this course. So if he just keeps up this ball striking, I thought the odds were low. I think the DraftKings pricing is low. I know he's going to be popular this week. I don't really care. I'm going to use Rory. Yeah, and talk about a guy who plays really well in the playoffs. I mean, he's got multiple wins during the playoffs. He's got two FedEx Cup titles, right, 2016 and 19. Yeah, like $10,000 plus 2200 on DK Sportsbook. I'm with you. There's not much more you can say about a guy who just gets up for these tournaments. And we usually see these top-ranked golfers win this tournament, right? Half the guys over the last decade have been inside the top 10 heading into the tournament. So, you know, you're getting 2,000 FedEx Cup points. There's a ton of money available at this tournament as well as at the end. Yeah, Rory's going to be there. So those are my two guys, Morikawa and Rory. I might be able to be talked into someone else, whether it be Spieth or Xander, but those are my big, strong two plays. They're going to be my two core two guys then we drop down into the sixes and you got justin thomas sitting there uh just below ten thousand dollars at 98 i guess it's between for me it's between him and bryson and someone pointed out to me today that on monday show cust pointed out that he gave up on his cobra driver after one round and went and returned it does that just automatically mean bryson's gonna win now 
<laughs> yeah. Hopefully you get a chance to talk to me. Like, Hey, Bryson, you got this guy cuss. That's uh, that asked or that, that said that you gave up on your driver. Can you dive more into that? Uh, no, I, I like Bryson this week. I, I talk about someone again, who's I, I think is cheap here. And look, the, 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 the past handful of tournaments haven't done, like haven't been well for, for Brooks. And you always mention this too, with guys like Bryson, like he, there's, there's not a huge amount of sediment on someone who has, you know, who, who's in the limelight, like he is uh, week over week. I don't really care. Right. Like Bryson, we know what his, what his cap is. We know what his upside is. He was, I mean, he played for three and a half rounds, like he was going to win that golf tournament uh, last week. And so when you take a look at that and you take a look at what he's going to be able to do this week with his driver, if he keeps the ball on the fairway, I think it sets up nicely and I'll take the negative sediment on him and, and ride that. And if it's not him, it's some, it's guys in the lower nine K range that I'm sure we'll get to that. I like even pairing them with, with Bryson, because I don't think the ownership is going to be that high. I think people will end up going to Bryson enough. People kind of see what they want to see in terms of a negative sentiment from Memphis. Oh, he blew it. Other people will be like, man, he actually hit his irons really well for the first time in ages. We know how hot he can get with the putter. We know the driving is going to be there. Maybe this is the perfect course for someone like Bryson. And I can buy into that narrative a little bit. I like Justin Thomas a little bit more because I always just like Justin Thomas. But you're right about the lower part of the 9Ks. It's Berger for me. I currently have Berger as one of the highest projected owned players. But again, I'm not too concerned about that. When we look back, uh, three of his past four events have been majors and WGCs. He has come top 10 in those events. He ranks first in the field from 175 to 200 in terms of proximity range. Over the past 24 rounds via a fantasy national... He just does everything that I want to see here. He hits fairways. He's great with his approaches. He's good around the greens. And when he putts well, he putts really well. Like that's, that's sort of the template that I want this week. He can scramble. That's always going to be a big thing. I, I don't want the guys who cannot scramble. That's actually the one thing about Bryson that would be a drawback for me is that his around the green mm. game has been piss poor for like eight months. Yeah, and if it's not Berger there, uh, Patrick Cantley is a guy that I really, really like this week. It's, you know, we, we sort of talked about the golf course you played at, right? You know, this is kind of an old-fashioned, you know, get the ball in the fairway, Tita Green's going to win out, uh, and you're going to need to scramble. And we've seen Cantley improve that part of his game. The guy hits the ball straight and hit it far. Green's in reg. Is, he's number one over the last 24 rounds. He's a small green. So if you get on the green, you're going to give yourself a pretty good shot at putting on these bank grass greens. And we know Cantley is one of the best. So if it's not Berger, I think it's there. I think what you were saying about Bryson applies a lot to Berger because he's cheap. He's in this 9K range, just low 9K. And there's other guys like Scotty Scheffler that, you know, they're going to be playing a lot. I think Berger does get that ownership, does soak up what I think Patrick Cantley could get. And so 9,200 for me, if it's not someone like Berger, because um, I know a lot of guys are going off on Scheffler. I just like where Cantley is priced right now between Berger and Scheffler. I'm seeing Berger and Scheffler as the two highest-owned guys from this range, followed very closely by Answer and Cantlay. But my eyes just go straight to Matsuyama. And we're back on yeah. bent. He puts better. It's the only putting surface he's like not a complete disaster on. I mean, he just won the Masters. Obviously, different type of bent grass. But at the same time, when we go look at the numbers, he's won a Memorial. That's also bent grass. So... I know he's good around the green. I know he's good off the tee. It could just be just be one of the weeks where he's you're not awful with your putter, and Hideki's going to be right there. So Morikawa, Rory Thomas, Berger Hideki. I think those are going to be my five above $9,000, and I'll probably structure all of my lineups around them. 
It's not bad. That, that sounds that's not bad at all. And the thing with the deck, you want to see like the 15th most expensive guy here. And what did he do? He, you know, he almost won a golf tournament just recently. He medaled, right? Like he got close to meddling in his home country. Uh, we know what the pressure is like. The guy was playing, you know, everywhere. And so I'm sure like the, you know, the, the, the Sedgefield miscut, you know, it's, it's big chalk it up to fatigue, chalk it up to, you know, him just not being able to get to putt well and, and make a lot of birdies. But yeah, $9,000, especially because Webb Simpson played well. And he's, he, he said that he's like, he likes a course like this. He says it's, it reminds him of Donald Ross courses. A lot of people are going to go to Webb at 8,900 because they see that it's coming back. So Hideki's in perfect spot at 9K as well. We're in this weird situation now where I couldn't imagine myself taking Webb over Hideki in any circumstance unless it was at one of like the four Webb Simpson courses. And maybe this would turn into one of them, but I don't see it. I just, to me, this suits Hideki so much better than it suits Webb unless Webb gets an electric putter on the go. And even last week at the Wyndham, like, yes, his irons were dialed in. He missed a bunch of short putts down the stretch. He didn't chip it well, which he normally does. And it's the first time that he had gained over five strokes on approach since the heritage which obviously is another webb simpson course so Wyndham, heritage and the tournament of champions are the only tournaments this year where he's actually gained more than two strokes on approach which is really hmm. off for webb simpson yeah would you be surprised like obviously we can't project this or, or predict this would you be surprised if he came back at the end of the season's like yeah i had a little wrist injury or I had a little injury, like, you know, my back or my shoulder, whatever it is. Cause you're right. It's weird. It's sort of a, like an outlier type of season with the irons with the web. It just doesn't, it doesn't look like he's, you know, he, he's the guy that we know that at this number at this $8,900 price can return a lot. It just doesn't feel like it's a web type of, uh, uh of season. And you look at a guy right below him and Harris English at 8,800, another player who I think is going to get a lot of ownership player. Like people just love, rostering Harris English because of what he's done and he's played well rightfully so but going back to Webb yeah I just don't know I like him if the ownership is going to stay low which I don't think it is if it's going to stay below like 12 percent again I don't think it is Webb is fine but above that I'm probably going to fade both him and probably the higher 8k range if possible well, Casey is the one generating all the ownership in this range. Along with Webb, Reed is kind of falling by the wayside. Is this just a perfect time to go to the guy who won at this course last time and be like, hey, Patrick, is this is this one of the once every five weeks where you're actually going to hit your driver well? And if the answer is yes, like he's very much going to be in contention. Yeah, is, is Patrick Reed a, a horse, like a course for horse guy? I don't think so. Right. I think he can win anywhere. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like look at Reed's past handful of tournaments, right? 31st, 34th miscut at the open, you know, a 32nd at the rocket mortgage doesn't really give you a lot of confidence. And I think that's why the sediment is fairly low on Patrick Reed. I, I'm probably going to be in the camp that doesn't play him, but wouldn't be surprised. I do think a, a place like Torrey Pines does have some correlation here in terms of the driving, in terms of how you want to attack this course around the green. What did Patrick do? Reed, what did Patrick Reed do? At the farmers, man, he chipped and he putted all the way to that to the victory. He made every single par from like 20 feet, and that's how he won. So I don't mind it. I'm probably going to stay away just because the finish is there. You don't need a top finish on the DFS side for Patrick Reed at this price tag, and he won here. So I mean, 
he knows how to win. I'm just, I'm probably going to stay away from Patrick Reed. I think I'm going to take Reed. I'll probably end up fading Casey, who's going to be one of my highest projected owned players on this slate. Because just looking at it statistically and just knowing the player that Paul Casey is, this course actually seems kind of perfect for him. But so does every course. And then he doesn't win. So what's the matter? Uh, I'll fade a chalky Paul Casey in this spot. And hopefully it's a week that he doesn't putt. Hopefully it's a week Reed does putt. And then we're off to the races. Who else is it in this 8K area who has your attention? Because in the lower part, I think you can make a very compelling case for a lot of these guys. But weirdly, as long as Corey Connors doesn't miss every chip, like by 10 feet, then miss that putt, ball striking wise, like looking back to 2013 and the numbers here, and even some of the guys who did it in 2019, you know, these bad putters, bad chippers, but their ball striking was so on point. And Connors is not right now in terms of ball striking. Just drop my pen. And, but I know what his upside is going to be. He's fairways. He's great irons. That hasn't been there. But all of his data is really coming from the U.S. Open, a WGC, and the Open Championship. Like, he hasn't, I know this field is on par with those, but this course probably isn't going to be as hard, even as Southwind was in the final two days. Yeah, and he's great. Like he's accurate too off the tee, and so I mean he's putting himself in perfect position. Uh, I, I like I had a feeling you're going to go to Corey Connors, and it, it makes a lot of sense. I think Adam Scott is probably the guy that I like the most because this type of course, right, can really. And we talk about it with guys like Benny on and some other bad putters. Benny on is not here, um, but it, this type of these type of greens can it can mediate some of those bad putters, right? And kind of bring everyone the field back to normal because most people are going to miss these greens. And Adam Scott was playing extremely well. He missed that putt. It was terrible. But that's the Adam Scott that we know. That's the devil that we know, Pat, is that Adam Scott is going to miss those putts. Hopefully you didn't have an outright on him. And after seeing that, you didn't really, you know, go in and, and have, a, you know, a, a mild heart attack because that's probably what happened. Uh, with Adam Scott, like he, he missed the putt to win the golf tournament. I think he's there $8,400. We know the course history is there. He's someone and then Joaquin Neiman is the other guy, right? At $8,100 great driver of the ball. I think he's just a guy who's trending a young player that in these type of fields, he's a guy that can get up for it. Um, and so if his roster percentage if his ownership stays low, I also like Joaquin Neiman in this $8,000 range. I was actually going to say Sam Burns at 8000 The issue mm. is when I look below Burns, I just see players I like way more. So I'm really thinking that everyone's going to kind of see that. Be like, yo, I Matthew Fitzpatrick's not in his best run right now. But in my mind, he's a better player than Sam Burns. And I think a lot of people would agree with me on that. So they'd just rather take him for $100 less. You could have Kokrak for less, Hatton for less. Kisner for less, you know, hot fire Kisner, Horschel for even less, Brian Harmon, who DFS players seem to love. Like, I think that Sam Burns is in a really unique situation where he's hitting his irons really well. He's not driving it the greatest, but he's putting well and he's hitting his irons well. And that can really spell a lot of high upside if those other two parts of his game can just kind of be average, a little bit above average. He does everything that he's already been doing. Then all of a sudden we have a guy who's like in the mix at 8,000 bucks. Yeah, um, like I think that's the decision that most people have to make. I think it's Burns or, or Neiman. Um, and I just think that, yeah, I can see why Burns could be a better play there. But like at the same time, right, I, I think it comes down to leverage. It comes down to strategy at this point, 125 in the field. I kind of treat this, I don't know what you think too, like as an invitational slash WGC where it's, you know, like it's obviously not WGC and it's not an invitational, but, you know, you want to kind of take those players 
that have done a, uh, done a lot. Um, and again, I, you, you could argue that Burns has done more with the wins that he's had this season. Neiman's just been knocking on the door this entire year, runner up here, runner up there, getting to a playoff. So maybe that works against him, that people have seen him not close the door. And so 81, 8,100, maybe people are thinking that's too, it's too expensive for Neiman. I don't think so. But I, I just, I always play Neiman. Um, I don't need much to, to, to tell myself to play Neiman. Uh, but Burns is not a bad play. I just prefer that. Uh, I just pre- prefer the Chilean a little bit more just because of the style of game that he plays. And I think it fits a little bit more, at least in my mind, at this course over Burns. Right now, I have Neiman projected higher owned than Tony Finau. The shine is off Finau. Is now the time to buy in on Tony Finau or is it just a stay away like Dustin kind of? You're asking the wrong person, Pat, because I'll play Finau until he's like $6,500 and he's god awful and like, like Kirk range. Um, yeah, I, I guess it is, right? Great bent, green, uh, bent grass green putter. We know what he does, right? We don't have to explain what he does. At this price tag, this is not where you're getting value, right? You got to buy the dip on these guys. Is he going to have the same? The, does he have the same narrative uh, as Abraham answer? Like he's going to win at some point. We just got to get it before he does. I don't know yet. I, I don't know. He hasn't done it, but this is the type of course, you know, it's a long course. We know ball striking is going to be, is going to be key. We know what he, he can do. It's just now those bad putters. I think it brings them back into the field. And so, yeah, I'm going to be on Finau, but I'll play Finau when he's $9,500 and he's playing this bad. So I'm the wrong person to ask. So I like Finau. I like Finau probably more than Burns, more than Neiman. Uh, and that's strange coming for me because I'm usually pure team fade Tony Finau. So it'd be like Connors and Finau for me, split up shares of those guys across 20 lineups, and we'll see how we do. Between your photos, finances, devices, and connections, your world is more online than ever. You may have security systems in place for real life, but what about your online life? Aura can sound the alarm if your digital presence is at risk. Aura provides digital security protection to keep your online finances, personal information, and tech safe from online threats. It's all-in-one protection from identity theft, financial fraud, malware, scam sites, and so much more. With Aura, you'll get alerted to fraud and threats fast, like if your online accounts or passwords were leaked online, or if someone tries to open a bank account in your name. That would be bad news, but Aura has you covered. Aura is easy to set up. All plans come with a million dollar in identity theft insurance to help recover your stolen funds and experience U.S.-based customer support that has got your back. For a limited time, Aura is offering our listeners up to 40% off plans when you visit aura.com slash mayo go to aura.com slash mayo to get complete protection and savings of up to 40 percent that's a-u-r-a dot com slash mayo 7k range i don't know what to do down here to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> Streelman actually kind of sticks out to me. I might go back to Russell Henley. Screw it. No one will, no one will want to play him after last week, but I mean, he is in pretty good form. Yeah, 17 ball striking in the last 24 rounds. Guy, you know, like, look, I mean, he kind of has that Louie effect where we see him play so well, and then he just, towards the end, falters. He's like a poor man's Louie. Great with the irons, just can't close the door. And that's probably besmirching Louie and Louis backers that Henley, you know, is that type of player, but you see a lot of people who like Henley, like a guy like, like Louis who And so 
I'm in the same camp. Like I want to buy in on these guys because I I firmly believe that if you're playing well, if you're trending coming into one week, it's not like you're going to completely lose it the next week unless you twist your ankle, you do the Dustin Johnson fall fall on the stairs and then hurt your back. You're not going to lose it. You're going to have your game trending this way for quite some time. Now, if it was a completely different course, then yeah, but Russell Henley's ball striking is fantastic. You know, that's going to translate in a lot of places. I'm actually more keen to the low $7,000 range as opposed to the high $7,000 range and like Bubba Watson and Cameron Tringali. But I think those are my two favorite players right now in the 7K range. And Tringali kind of feels, kind of feels bad. I don't know what your take on this is. Kind of feels like the Sebastian Munoz of this year where he can make a decent run if the irons can stay hot. He's good around the green. He's a good, you know, he's a, can, this putter is probably the thing that's going to really hurt him. But at the same time, I do like Tringali, and I think he can make that run. He's 40th, I think, or 41st in FedEx Cup standings. And I think he can make that run, especially with the ball striking. I was going to say that Munoz is the Munoz of this year. He's starting to come around oh. with his irons all of a sudden. The putting is starting to look really good, and he's in this mid-$7,000 tier as well. He seems like the type of guy that can go on a little mini run just like he did last year. Yeah, look, Munoz is like he can just make a ton of birdies too, right? If the winning score is going to be around 18 under, right? 17 under, if the conditions stay soft, like Munoz could do exactly like you mentioned, exactly what he did. I think a lot of people see that though. Like Munoz has been on leaderboards, he's been on day one, day two leaderboards. Uh, he played well in the Olympics. So people are seeing Munoz play well. And, and that's the only thing that scares me. I love getting Munoz. When people don't, you know, people don't know, like, especially early in the season, I love attacking Munoz because people don't know exactly who he is. I, I just, I, Chingali, Chingali just kind of fits. And he, it, might, it might be a red herring, might just be reading too much into the stats. Uh, but he's someone that you see pop up on these leaderboards. And if you can backdoor a top 10 uh, and potentially even win this at this price tag, that's huge ROI. And Bubba, like Bubba is like, he's made every single FedEx cup, you know, since his inception, he's made 12, I believe 12 BMW championships, um, you know, over that span. And he's 12th in greens and reg. He's, he's struggling Pat on the, uh, on the short game part of his game, right? Awful, awful around the greens, not a great bank grass green putter. Hopefully that mediates a little bit. So I do like Bubba as well at 74. Yeah, no one's using Bubba. People are using Tringali, though. He's projected right now to have double the ownership of Sebastian Munoz. So I would just rather go with Munoz at you know, half the ownership of Tringali, even if all things are being equal. And I actually prefer Munoz in that spot. Other than him, like this middle tier is filled with, with your fills. I mentioned Streelman. I'm wishy-washy on him. Keegan, you can always get behind Keegan. Can you do Sergio? Because I might go back to Sergio. Yeah, like the, the YOLO drivers. Yeah, I can get behind Sergio always. So Sergio, like Sergio is, you know, he's he's the guy that, you know, like if you believe in the the no putt, he's the poster child of the no putt. He's, you know, he's closing his eyes. He's got a claw. He doesn't have a claw. Yeah, I can get behind Sergio. Anyone else from down here? Because Grace really sticks out as the ultimate value amongst all these guys based on the recent form that he's had. I just don't know if this is a great course for him because the one part of the game that he really struggles with consistently is still his driver. And if he's not going to be hitting a bunch of fairways here, all of a sudden it can get dicey for him. Yeah. Um, like again, how much stock do you put in how well grace played last week into what his ownership is going to be this week? Um, that's more of a rhetorical question. I think that, you know, for me, I'm looking at a guy like Matt Wolf, like, ugh, like it's going to take, you know, it's going to take a lot for, for people to, to, to have confidence in Wolf again. 
But at seventy one hundred dollars, I think you got to play for upside in this range, right? The volatility is already baked into the price. It's already baked into into what a guy like Matthew Wolf is. But boy, like when we see him play well in these stronger fields, and we see him play well on a course where you can lean on your driver a little bit, right? You can lean on it in a little bit in terms of getting it closer. And so your approach shots, you don't really have to lean on the longer approach shots. And we know that's what he does well. And so I do think Wolf, maybe the A on risk awards, since he won that, Pat, maybe he's feeling a little stress-free. He's got a couple of extra zeros in the bank account. Maybe he's feeling a little stress-free at $7,100. I don't mind it. I can see it like Stuart Sink. No one is using and yeah, why not? It's a year of Stuart Sink. Well, maybe you can go to him if you want to go into the low range. I actually think weirdly, uh, I'm going to channel my inner Ben Raza here and just say that Grio Grio is at $7,200 seems like the, like answer came second here last time. And that's a reason to like answer this time. Like, and that skill set where very good off the tee because of accuracy good with the irons that's sort of the Corey connor's mold he's like the lesser version of answer creo is the lesser version of both of those guys but he's also significantly cheaper when this was played last time in 2019 at liberty national if you go and look at strokes gained ball striking for the week Grio was fourth and he didn't make the cut so he only had two rounds to work with and that was a cumulative total couldn't chip couldn't putt. that's part for the course for emiliano Grio. so i think that if he can sneak through the cut regardless of where he finishes i suppose unless he finishes first then he's gonna out he's gonna outperform his finishing position in terms of DraftKings points if he's like t31 he'll be like t19 in DraftKings scoring and at this price at a low ownership that's the spot where i think i want to go yeah, four of the last five tournaments, he's missed a cut. And he's got a 12th, a 12th in there at the open. So, like, what do you make of that, like, that distribution, right? He misses the 3M, he misses Rocket Mortgage, misses the Travelers, but then he finishes top 15 at the open. That's what you're buying with Grio, right? Is like you mentioned, the volatility, extreme volatility. I, I just want to see some, and if you look at Grio, like you, like you just said, he's been struggling, I'm trying to be more polite, Pat, in how I talk about golfers here. He's been struggling with his around the green game. Like, it's just, it hasn't been a strong part of his game. And so that worries me that if he's if he's back into that mold where he's not hitting his irons as good as he can, it's going to really show up around the greens. And he has not been good. So I'm probably going to pass. Guys like Max Homa are down here. I think he's going to be popular. Um, but th- those guys I'd rather play over a guy like Rio. Last one in the sevens is Seamus Power. He's exactly $7,000. Brother Seamus rates out, what is this, eighth in the modeling over the past 24 rounds. He is third over the past 12 rounds. He's done that against a bunch of scrubs, though, in these scrub fields. This is a totally different circumstance, but do I just trust the numbers? What are you doing with him? I'm fading Seamus. I, I think he's coming in at like a fantasy national. Isn't he coming in around like 12, 15% yeah. right now? And, and, and yeah. So that scares me a little bit. Um, Cause we you know good old Seamus. Yeah. Coming like he's got to win this year or this season. So, you know, you can lean on that. I, I want to take these guys that, that have been here before. It kind of is like the playoffs for the NFL, you know, the NBA, like you kind of want those guys that have been here before and Gary Woodland is is enticing. I don't know what I want to do yet with Woodland, but he's right there as well. And missed the cut of the window, fine. But gained around the greens, gained putting. He's gained with his irons in what, the last six or six of the last seven measured tournaments. Um, he's someone that I think when you look at this type of course, 
We look at the Paul Casey's of the world. Gary Woodland was once there. I don't know if it's going to be there, but I'd rather go him. This is GPPs, right? If you're playing cash, double ups, head to heads, Seamus is fine. But I'm talking about GPPs here. I think Gary is someone that I'm I'm, I'm interested in. So like Matt Wolf, Gary, that's probably going to be in like my heart attack lineup where I'm just going to be like, you know what? If this is this is YOLO, this if it, if it goes great, fine. If it doesn't, so be it. Um, but I think a couple of those guys, I'm going to take some shots on GPPs. 6K range. It kicks off like Roger Sloan is up there. Chris Kirk, Brendan Todd, Maverick McNeely. These are smaller than average greens. Always a Maverick McNeely special. I wrote him up in the column. If you see the PGA Tour video that I put out or watch the betting show, I like Aaron Wise a lot this week. $6,600. Virtually no ownership on him. Plays well in strong fields. Plays well on the coast. And when you go to the course, you'll be like, oh yeah, there's the water. So perfect. Aaron Wise is another one like Griot. Is like, he's so bad with his putter like he's using the broomstick putter at this point actually gained strokes at the Wyndham after losing 10 strokes combined in his previous two tournaments I wouldn't say necessarily like he's back on the greens but as long as he's not like an abject failure all of a sudden we're doing a lot better here so I likewise $6,600 and the way that my lineup construction is going to go is you hit it off the top so many of the FedEx Cup playoff winners are the elite players so the more win equity I can jam into my lineup up top I'm just looking for DraftKings scores down at the bottom make a cut and go make some birdies on the weekend i don't need you to come t8 i need you to come t26 with good DraftKings scoring so i can find two of those guys and pair them up with all my up the top guys i'm not even going to worry about the middle range this week so wise is going to be one of them grio is going to be one of them i need you to sell me on someone else and you people in the comment section like i said <laughs> leave it down there who are you using in the 6k range because i might just copy you because i need someone else and i can't figure out who's going to be yeah um God, I want to say Snedeker, but yeah, you burned me. You burned me yesterday or last week. You mean, um, oh, hold on. Because you look at, I, I'm, I'm, hold on. Is that every week he burns you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's 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 the definition of being crazy, right? Insanity is is hoping for a different result, doing the same thing. Uh, but no, like I'm not going to Snedeker this week. Uh, a guy right above him, though, right around him is HV3, $6,700. Right? I think he's 72nd in FedEx Cup points. So he's going to need a good week. He's going to need a good week if he wants to make the BMW championship. I'm playing a little bit of that narrative too, Pat. It's that and the Ryder Cup points as well. Um, you know, HV3 is not making the Ryder Cup, but for some other guys, right? Cantley, I think, is 11th in Ryder Cup points, third in FedEx Cup points. So, you know, maybe there's some extra motivation. Who knows? Um, but HV3 is, is someone that I do like at $6,700. Uh, Wise is a guy that I liked last week, but you know I tried I tried to get Ulrich to to you know, jump on the Wise train, and he was kind of you know was capitulating a little bit. Um, he played Wise played well in round one, didn't so didn't do so well in round two last week. But I like him again this week. It's all, another guy outside of those two is KH Lee. I think KH Lee is also playing some pretty good golf. He's making cuts. He's a ball striker. He's a guy that we've seen win before. Right. And so occasionally, I, if it's not the guys that we know that have the win equity that are high in the OWGR and the overall world golf ranking, I want the guys who, like you just mentioned, have the upside to win a golf tournament, have an upside to make a ton of birdies. And that's HV3. And that's a guy like KH Lee for me. Uh, is this TPC Liberty National? Because if not, I want nothing to do with <laughs> KH Lee. <laughs> I, I, I want it to be. Uh, let's ask Pat Perez what he thinks about TPCs. No, uh, like, again, like I, you have to take a stance on some guys down here. Maybe you don't, uh, but I do like KH Lee. I think EVR, I don't know what you what your thoughts on EVR is. Yeah. Uh, you know, he won just a couple of weeks ago, but he's also someone. What about the bare minimum? 
Pat. What about a $6,000 guy? Would that be someone that would pique your interest? Uh, hit me. Is it uh, Sam Ryder? Because the stats love Sam Ryder. <laughs> of course it is. No, like Sam Ryder, that's all you can do. Is if you like the stats, if you're uh, you know, a stat monster, Sam Ryder is a guy at $6,000 that you could play. Um, but what about left? What about a lefty down here at 6,300? We also got Hank Lebiota. Uh, Le- Lebiota was a huge play. He was getting so much ownership last week. I don't think that translates to this week either. So like, you know, or this week, like, like it did last week. So $6,300, I think that's a gross misprice with how well he's hitting it. Um, I, I don't think he is a $6,300 golfer right now. So those are some of the guys I like. Even when he was running hot, a lot of that had to do with putting. And if he's not going to gain five to six strokes, it was like when Kadira went on his mini run earlier this year, as soon as the putter flipped, like he was God awful again. And I can see the same thing happening to Lee Biota here. I think he's a trap. Well, what's Brennan Steele been up to? Oh, good. Nothing good. Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a reason these guys are low in the pricing. God, Gim Reaper. You know, the modeling, he's cheap. He's the modeling still loves him. He missed the cut last week. He's 6,200 bucks. If I want someone who can go out and score, I can still take a shot on him. 6,200 bucks. Now, now we're talking like Pat's price. Here we go. What about your boy, Kyle Stanley, your boy, Kyle Stanley at $6,400. Talk about Raza. You want to play some of these, these Raza specials. Like, you know, Kyle Stanley is there the ninth in ball striking pad of the last 24 rounds. Look, what you're trying to find here, like you mentioned, is guys that can score uh, on DraftKings points. Like Ches Revy is 49th in DK points gain over the last 24 rounds, if you want to attack that. Scott Piercy is, you know, in top 40 in DK points. But those guys don't pique my interest. I already get some of these guys that actually have some experience. Um, if it's not someone like Lebiotto, who's been playing well this season, or at least placing well this season, so we can get the placing points. I think for me, if it's not going to be Aaron Wise, it's probably going to be Straka and just pray that the the irons continue pray it's one of his good putting weeks and he figures out the rest because he's been scoring like a maniac yeah i i wasn't just like, i wasn't really on straka there's other guys too uh, and, and i get why straka is, is a good play um would you want to attack good putters here maybe right like even though i think putting is i, I think it's important this week even though you have smaller greens and you need to you know uh, to to be a pretty good around the green player I still do think that strokes game putting and look, it's variant. You always talk about it, but I do think it does make a difference here that you've got to drain those putts on these smaller greens that can be tricky. And Carlos Ortiz is someone that does that. So like, I'm trying to, yeah, again, bad. I know, but you're trying to pick a lane, right? You're trying to pick a lane of guys that could potentially do well. Okay. So your team is going to be Bryson, Poulter, Harmon, (laughs) Ortiz, Fitzpatrick, and who? And who else is, is really good uh, on bank grassing? Like Canlay. I want like really good. Like, like, again, like you're trying to find leverage at any point in this field at 125, right? Like I'm, I'm probably not going to put all of these guys in the same lineup. I'm not going to put all of team really good putters in the same lineup. But if that's the case, if guys aren't doing well in some, in like a ball striking department, then yeah, we, I mean, how many times have we seen Ortiz do this too, where he just did this ball striking is got awful, but he's finished his 10th. Because he gains eight strokes putting. So is that 60? What is he at? $6,900? Like uh, for a one lineup in 20? That's not bad for me. Like, so I'm going to look at that as opposed to getting these other guys too that might get a lot of ownership. Everyone's going to, you know, be on the guys who can hit ball striking and the stats fill out. So you got to make some stats down here. 
Yeah, I'm going to need someone else from $6,700 and below because we need to fill out the play the best plays lineup. And I, I just tried to fill out a lineup that had Wise, Grio, Morikawa, Rory, and Berger in it, and that leaves me with $6,700 left. That's probably not the best plays in terms of the lineup. If we were to start a best plays lineup, and what I mean by that is like a safe, what is a perceived safe lineup, where do you think mm. you would start this week? A safe lineup? Boy. Um... I think Morikawa's got to be the, the safest up there, right? If it's not someone like, you know, Speed. I think Speed. I think Speed is fairly safe this week as well. Um, but of those two guys, I think it's Morikawa to start. Okay, so Morikawa's in. Who from the bottom, like, how low could you go? I mean, in your all-putting lineup, why don't you just use Mac Hughes? wanted to bring him up but i didn't want you to yell at me for playing mac hughes uh hey, no, I, play, I, play, mac I played hughes. him at the open he was very good to me he was uh but like i guess that's like okay i have carlos ortiz like you have mac hughes um team team all putt no ball striking we'll see who does better but in the, in the low sevens to feel safe? Well, I think I in, in terms of this lineup, I don't think that I'm going to do this, but I think that it, like very clearly that grace and power are probably objectively the two best plays per price point at the, at the low sevens. Like those two guys with Morikawa. Now we're dealing with $8,400 left. We can find another low sevens guy. We can pepper that 9K range again. We could have Cantley and Berger. Let's say we go with Cantley and Berger in this lineup with Morikawa. Now we're looking at... What do we have here? Cantley 92, Burger 91. We have $7,100 left. Is there anyone else $7,100 and below you would consider? Say, like, is Johnny Vegas safe at this point with how well he's been going? Is Stuart Sink safe right now? I would say maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think of those two, the safer place is probably Sink, right? Because we've seen Vegas just absolutely implode, but. The stats love Vegas, right? He's 19th in strokes gain total over the last 24. His T the green game has been solid. Um, so I the mean, stats love Vegas, but I lean towards sync for safeness. See, I don't know. I, I think that Vegas is like weirdly safe at the moment. He's not like really? my, my, yeah. Like if you just go look at yeah. his, like sync has the wins, but he's been pretty inconsistent been missing a lot of cuts and you always, just, it's just the putting for Johnny Vegas has all of a sudden come around out of nowhere. He hasn't missed a cut since Valero, the event that Spieth won before the masters. So he's made 11 consecutive cuts and his past five results are 15th, second, 11th, 57th and second. It's pretty good. Yeah, that, that is pretty good. Maybe it's confirmation bias that I just feel like Vegas is like not, like a not very like a not consistent player, but that's kind of current. Like you look, if you look at current form, yeah, it's hard to debate <laughs> what he's been doing. Again, I, I don't know why. And this is like they like they, when you look at at Sinks finishes, they haven't been great over that same time frame. But I, I just feel like if we're if we're going with the guy to make the cut here, even though Sink doesn't, I don't know why. I can't explain it. Uh, I, I would go Sink, but. Hard to bet against the, the the guy that's gotten two runner-up finishes in the last five tournaments. I'm with you. Like on paper, just thinking about it, the first thing that comes to mind is oh, Stewart Sink's a safe guy. Yeah, you know, he's gonna hit the fairway, yeah. he's gonna hit his green regulation, he's gonna putt two putt for power, maybe he'll make a few. Vegas, Lord knows, maybe he'll make an eight because the guy can't chip, but for whatever reason. He has yeah. shed that mold. And we see this happen in pockets every single year. Like, oh, for a three-month stretch, 
Chris Kirk was that guy. Now he's back to being Chris Kirk again, but all of a sudden he was just the safest guy you could ever play. Tringali was that player for a two-month stretch where just play him every single week and keep it rolling. I don't see why you wouldn't keep rolling Vegas at this point unless his ownership got out of control. But for a lineup like this, at 7100 bucks, that allows us to have Morikawa, Cantley, and Berger in a lineup together. I'm okay with that. Yeah, in 2013, uh, if you want to go back, way back when, Stern sank uh, 68th here at Northern Trust. He gained 4.3 through approach, 2.3 around the greens, but lost, Pat, 9.6 off the tee. Uh, not great. That's not great, Stu. Uh, so, yeah, let's we can go Vegas. All right. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Check out the newsletter for a weather update and all the finalized bets. I still have the same as what I had on Monday. I got Rory, I got Berger, and I got Aaron Wise at 300 to 1 with the top five each way and a top 20 in a first round later. That might be just how I make my card this week. I, I can't take like seven guys if I'm going to take, you know, Rory and Berger at 22 and 33. It's not like last week where it's just like, yeah, I'll take seven guys like 60 plus and see how we do. It's just not going to be one of those weeks. Do you have any outright bets that you're in on? Yeah, I like Rory. Rory at plus 2,200. Cantlay is at plus 3,000 on DK Sportsbook. I think Neiman, again, I think Neiman is around that 66 number, 65. So you can find him there. I think that's not bad. I kind of like it for the each ways and the top five, top tens for Neiman. But other than that, you know, I think Bubba top 20 at plus 500 on the DK Sportsbook. I think I'm there. I, I do think he does show up here. And if not, then, you know, death by Bubba, I guess. But those are the guys right now that I like on my card. Are you instructed by the gods at DraftKings to say the odds like plus 2,200 instead of saying 22 to 1? Yes. And it's it, it's very hard for me, Pat, because <laughs> I've always been someone who does the latter, 22 to 1 or 50 to 1. It just sounds like that's just how, that's how I learned. That's how I grew up. Uh, so yeah, it, and especially when you get in the triple digits, like the hundred, the hundred to one, you got to say plus 10,000. And I always do a double take of like, is that, you know, is that right? Like, is that, is it plus 100, like plus 10,000? Yeah, so the, and, and then, you, then it's really easy to screw up and be like, no, he's, yeah, he's like, he's like plus a hundred. It's like, no, he's not plus or he's a hundred to one. No, I only know this because they asked me the same thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like no one, no one talks. Yeah, no, I, I know it's, it's hard. We Americans make things much harder on ourselves, Pat. And so I'd much rather do the Canadian 22 to one. Uh, please help me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's not too bad. You get, you get used to it. Right. The first couple, I was terrible. I'm like plus 500 plus five fifty thousand. It is terrible, but I've gotten the hang of it because I've been doing it so often. No, it is pretty seamless with you now. Uh, I'm actually quite impressed. You're able to hammer those off. It just feels so un for me. It just feels so unnatural to say, it's like, yeah, I don't want to say that you can write it down like that. That's fine. But for to say it like now, no, I I don't speak. No, it, it just, it seems like it's like, it, it doesn't seem real. Like plus 3,500 doesn't seem real to me, right? Like I just want a multiplier, which makes sense in my mind, arithmetic, you know, in terms of arithmetics, uh, arithmetics, like it just seems like, okay, if I put this amount of money, I multiply it by this number. That's what I get. Not like if I put this amount on this, it's so it's just like, yeah, we can go on and on about this, but uh, yeah, and again, you know, it's, it just takes repetition, but. I'd rather don't tell anybody. I'd rather do the uh, the twenty two to one, the thirty to one. Well, I don't think anyone watches this show, so <laughs> you're probably pretty good on that standpoint. No, I, I think it's really funny because when they try to incorporate all of this stuff, whether it be in like the PGA broadcast, and all of a sudden they're talking about odds, like plus 
2200 plus 3300 is so much more difficult to grasp if you don't know what someone is talking about than 33 to 1. Like that's self-explanatory. Plus and minus in front of like American gambling odds. It's just really confusing if you don't know anything about gambling and the people that they're trying to talk to are people who don't know anything about gambling. I just find it really weird. Right. And then how you explain it, right? In every 33 tournaments, right? That's sort of how it breaks down. And so it's easier to explain that way as well. And even from a graphic standpoint, now we're getting to the real, you know, minutia and the details, you know, from a graphic standpoint, if you're putting four digits of someone's odds, like on a three box, like that's hard. <laughs> you can't do that. Right. And so it kind of limits what you can show on a screen because you have those extra digits, right? You have the plus, you have that, and then you have the two extra zeros. And so even from that standpoint, it, it does make it more difficult. It is. If you're a font snob, like I know I am, and I definitely <laughs> know that Paul is, that, yeah, just putting 33 is much easier than plus 3,300. Yeah. It's also more of a mouthful to say. It's less, less self-explanatory, but like, oh, 33 to 1, yeah. If I bet a dollar, you get 33 bucks. Okay, if you bet 100, you get 3,300 bucks. Although it does work out the same thing. I find that those pluses and minuses really throw people off who don't know about gambling. Anyway, that was my little rant. DKPlaybook.com is where I'll have my cheat sheet. Reed, you got stuff up there now too? Yeah, uh, preview the betting article. We're doing a pivots article tomorrow, but uh, we're going to be at the course, Pat, uh, starting tomorrow. I know. When when you say that we're going to be at the course, Pat's not going to be at the course. Well, like I, in spirit, I'm going to be channeling my Pat there because you were there. So I want that experience. Uh, we're going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Man. We're going to do some, some really cool stuff. we got the Fantasy World Golf Championship, top 40 finalists uh have got an invitation there so we'll be interviewing them we'll see whoever wins that golf tournament pat or that that contest uh a million dollars not too shabby um and then hopefully we get to talk some of these guys at the golf course and do some cool stuff so if you guys are in that area and you go to the golf tournament shout out come say hi we got a DraftKings house on the 15th green where there's going to be a lot of cool stuff happening so stop on by uh is there only men in the DraftKings house <laughs> It's like Animal House. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Did I ever tell I you that, I, that, that I, when I first started with DraftKings that I pitched a reality TV show idea that was kind of like the challenge but involved DraftKings? It would just be men and women hooking up in the DraftKings house while also playing DraftKings and watching sports. No one really liked that idea, though. I thought it would be great. I was going to host, according to me. Oh, that would be fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Like it, I can see why. <laughs> I gave you the green light, but you know, shame on us. If that, if that is a billion dollar idea, shame on us because the challenge is it's, it's fantastic. It's like big brother meets challenge meets like, you know, like the fantasy world or the fantasy golf champion or the fantasy world championships. Exactly. So, yeah, not a bad idea. Pat. There we go. I want to give a special shout out to batches me, which is his screen name. Cause he is the viewer of the show. He is in the fantasy golf world championship. I actually know a bunch of people who are in those this week. So best of luck to you all go get that big money. I wish I could be there, but uh, I think Raza suffered the same fate. I didn't play many qualifiers, but the closest I came, I lost by a point and a half to get my seat into that. Oh. Although I was in the UFC world championship two years ago and I was like dead last after round one. That was the end of me. So, yep. Sucks I don't want to spend all my money on qualifiers, but I wanted to give it a shot or two and didn't quite get in. So best of luck to anyone who is playing in the DraftKings Fantasy Golf World Championship and go like beat up Reed at the course or something. If you're going to win, you're going to be like, hey, Reed, here's 50 grand. I'm going to punch you in the face because I'm a millionaire now because I can do that. Would you let someone punch accept you? it? Would you let someone punch you in the face for 50K? Probably. 
probably 50 K. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that can solve some problems. I, I get it. Look, it depends where in the face, like, you know, like jawline, I think that, well, if you can, if you break your jaw, I feel like it's a pretty expensive surgery. Or if you, if like you break your orbital, oh, bone, fuck. that's I probably, have, that, that's just the, I mean, that's why you need to invite me down with yeah. you. I, I can just come back Stay to Canada. Like well, I just come back to Canada and they'd be like, yeah, well, we got that covered for you. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our, our healthcare, like, yeah, your odds, your healthcare, come on. We need some, <laughs> we need some help. I would say I, yeah, I, would, I, I would take the 50 K to be punched in the face. I've been, I think I've been punched in the face well over 30 times in my life. And not once did I get, <laughs> I, I probably had to pay for booze that night for myself and then got punched in the face. No one was giving me money. This gave me like a, a, I've had a broken orbital bone, a broken nose, a broken cheekbone. Jeez. It's not great. So, you know, I, I take the 50 K I've been through it. I, I got a face full of stone right now. Where, where was everyone helping you out? Or was it like you just, it was already, it was too fast. Like things just happened too fast where you got punched in the face. Do you have friends that were to back there to back you up? Reed, when you run your mouth, like drunk Pat Mayo, oh, okay. it's tougher. Yeah. It's, it's tougher. Even your friends to be like, you probably deserve that. <laughs> yeah i would have been there man i would have been there for you I, I appreciate that very much but it's been like yeah. decades since i've been punched i'm out of that phase of my okay. life i certainly hope so we'll see anyway check out reed if you're going to be at liberty national go to the DraftKings house and check out reed on the course and you can hang with reed at reed t fowler on twitter shoot him a dm or something be like hey reed where you at let's go meet up don't do it to me do it to reed because i'm not going to be there reed is dk there. house i'm going to afford it to pat we're at the DK house, Pat. Here we are. Am I gonna like? Am I contractually obligated to be on Zoom for this team? Like people <laughs> show up at the DraftKings, like, "Hi, I'm Pat Mayo. Welcome yeah. to the DraftKings house. Have a great time this week at Liberty National GC. When you're at the course, remember to leave early before the lightning storm so you don't get stuck in Orange, New Jersey, for a night in a room that has a bunch of ants and looks like someone had been murdered in it 12 hours before." Uh, that seems like an, like, that seems like it was specific. Yeah. I remember, I remember that with you. I think then you try, like, I think you, you texted me or you called me to see if, if like you're able to stay at my place. Cause it was, it was fairly close right up here in the Northeast. I think I remember that. Yeah. I, I wasn't quite sure of the geography or where you lived at the time. Cause I was like, can I fly to Boston and then fly Boston back to Toronto? Because Newark to Toronto was just like, Newark was just canceled straight up cancel culture that night. Uh, lightning came in. They were like no more planes ever for the day. I almost got to a fight with the guy at the airport. It wasn't great news. And then I had to go to the murder hotel, 45 fucking minutes away. It was the nut low. This is why I hate going to places. Reed. I like the experience of being at the place for the time I'm there. The, travel to and the travel from it's not worth it oh it's god awful it is it's awful um you're right like like obviously being at the course and doing all this stuff is is great but you're like you like you can't you can't rush out fast enough and get like the last flight let's say on sunday which is like you're playing with fire right because there's stuff that we do after on sunday all the post round stuff post tournament stuff so you're playing with fire to try and make your 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 flight but like you want to get back so bad after being like five days living in a hotel room. And I know this is like first world problems. We're all like complaining that we're at a golf course and we're able to do all this stuff. But yeah, I've been in countless situations like that. You're like, just get me home by planes, trains, or automobiles. Just get candy here. I need him right now because I just need to get back home. Well, it was like when I went to the Super Bowl with DraftKings and they were like, Pat, are you mm. going to stick around and watch the game? I was like, fuck no, I'm leaving on Saturday night so I can actually get a flight out of here. Like, I'll give up. Oh, yeah, smart. I'll give up going to the Super Bowl. I can watch it on TV. It's fine. 
Yeah. Is that the one that was in Minnesota? Yeah. It was so cold. Yeah. Even so better. Cold. Yeah, exactly. You have no idea what the weather's like going to be in Minnesota. So yeah, good call. And it wasn't bad because like the priority pass that I have on my credit card in the Minnesota airport is actually a golf simulator. It's a P like they put it there for the Ryder cup when it was at Hazeltine. So like the Minnesota airport lounge, if you have like the, the, the MasterCard rewards or whatever plan that you have, you just go fuck around on a golf simulator for a while. It's great what yeah i didn't know that that's yeah. pretty cool maybe it's just the international terminal i'm not sure but that's where it is and cust yeah. and i played 18 holes at pebble beach damn yeah i haven't golf simulated well a lot of people will probably miss their fights but it doesn't matter you're having fun while you're doing it yeah it's better than being stuck at a crappy hotel which also looked like someone had been murdered in it and having to stay with cust <laughs> not the best anyway i've gone on too long reed fowler um thank you for being on the show have fun in jersey all right bud thanks all right. Uh, if you want to get into the draw for fantasy football picks and bets, hit the description, subscribe to the show, leave a five-star rating and review because I'm giving away some cash on Thursday. Hopefully you are a winner of that. Basically what I'm going to do is give away a hundred bucks to 10 people. If we get enough reviews in the next day, then I'm going to give away a hundred bucks to 15 people. All right. It's going to be good. Subscribe to the newsletter to get all of the final info on Wednesday evening. And I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.